Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. That's kind of the cool thing is when you now start putting in light sensors and motion sensors and sound sensors, you're starting to change how that light is done around the house. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the concept of scenes has been around for a long time between lighting, home automation, and even today, you know, scenes still have good use cases. But to your point, scenes evolve, which then means you have to go into an app and adjust scenes, which that's not going to happen for too long. You're going to get tired of doing that. So, you know, once again, we focus on, you know, basically knowing if you're in the room or not, what time of day it is, how much sunlight is coming in, and then just automatically applying the right light for that time. So you can almost think of what Oro does is automatic scenes that you just don't have to think about that are right for time of day, um, but also evolve. So when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your source for home improvement, interior design, home tech, and healthy home every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Eric. How are you? Excellent. I'm excited for this one here because I ran into Oro at the Design and Construction Week and had Patrick Gall, PG, here up on stage with me. And now we've got him here in the studio. Welcome to Around the House, brother. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Caroline. Great to be here. Excited to uh, chat more with both of you uh, about Oro and uh, technology in general. What's funny at my house, I have about almost every main retail level switch in my house and i'm not saying this because you're in the studio with us you're my favorite because i don't have to touch it many times i don't have to go looking for my phone and try to find the app or grab my 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 smart home hub and try to operate it it's doing a lot of the thinking for me which to me is kind of the basic of smart home it's doing it for me you would think so uh but i think as we've discussed previously, the term smart home is very overplayed these days, has a lot of definitions to it. <laughs> we at Oro consider, you know, most devices today in the home really more of a connected device. It's connected to your Wi-Fi. You have an app, um, but there's no real smarts or intelligence that come along with that. So first off, glad to hear we're your favorite product. That's always what we're striving to do. Um, but we really do focus on how can we help technology in your home just do basic things for you. Um, this relates to this concept we talk a lot about at Oreo called the proactive versus the reactive smart home. And going back to those typical smart home devices, they take a lot of manual interaction, whether that be from the homeowner, a professional installer that sets up the system. Just to use basic parts of it, you have to do a lot of button pushes on an app, push light switches, Horrible. whatever it may be. Horrible. <laughs> which you can get to a decent experience of what you want to happen, but you got to think about it and do a lot. And 
I think what we've all realized with many things in life, the more you have to interact with it, probably the less you're going to use it pretty quickly. Um, so that's really what we strive to do with Oro uh, from a lighting perspective is today, hey, you know, why, why in 2022 with how far technology is advanced, why do you need to literally turn on lights on and off a hundred times a day as you go in and out of rooms? Why can't some of those things just start to happen automatically? Um, in part based on a system like Oro knowing if you're in the room, if you're not there, uh, and then kind of knowing what to do, because we think that's what technology should be all about today is proactively make things happen, especially, especially basic things that you just don't need to think about. Amen. Amen. Now, go ahead, Caroline. Well, for people like me, I am not the app user. So I'm super, super lazy. And Eric's like so great because he'll, he'll take the time. He'll go and he'll do all his apps and he's got everything connected, but I just won't. So this thing totally got me going. And Eric gave me some tips as to how it could be really useful. And, um, I'm psyched for it. I want one in my house now. I'm jealous. <laughs> we can help with that. And uh, I'm glad you reminded me of the app piece of it. Of course, we Oro, like I think every technology company in the home, we make an app and it, it does a lot of cool stuff. But we believe, I think like some people, hopefully that we use our phones too much as it is. Uh, and at home, you know, when you're hopefully with your family, whatever it may be, you know, you're you're interacting with them. So we try to take the phone out of the equation and you know really have our switches themselves have the technology the software and everything built in therefore if you want to change the light levels or you want to lock your door you know sure you could pull out your phone and do that within our app but you could also just walk over to, to our switch or you could use your voice via alexa or nice. intercom between rooms so we try to take that part um the, the phone out of the equation which is a bit different than other companies one of the technologies that's kind of cool in the home is this geofencing. You know, your phone basically knows when you're in your house, you're approaching, you're leaving, and then that can trigger things to happen, like lights going on and off. You know, we, we see that as a cool technology and something we may bring into Oro at some point. But once again, the challenge is it's tied to that phone. So everything you do then is tied around the phone where, once again, we kind of focus on separating you from your phone a little bit if you want that. Yeah, it's great. You know, I put, I have one going into the master bathroom, which I absolutely love because you and I had talked about this earlier. I do not like walking to the bathroom and, and I had a smart switch in there from another brand and there's a 16th of an inch between the on button to hit it, like the dim up and the all <laughs> on and at two o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. Murphy's Law says I hit the all on and it looks like I could paint a car inside that place because, you know, I got the place well overly lit and being able to walk into the bathroom now, whether I'm in the morning or the afternoon, it's giving me the correct light without me having to touch it, touch my phone, do anything. It's going, oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. You should be good. It's magic. Versus... <laughs> <laughs> You know, versus in the, you know, eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, walk in there and it's like, oh, you're up. Okay, cool. Let's, let's get you ready. So I love how this knows all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yep. that is kind of core to Oro's DNA is this concept of, you know, human centric lighting and how artificial lighting in your home can impact, you know, your body's daily cycles, your circadian rhythm, these sorts of things. And, you know, not only do we focus on, automatically turning lights on and off as you enter a room or leave a room, 
because that's a nice experience and kind of goes back to that proactive smart home piece. But um, we really focus on what is the right level for that moment based on a number of inputs. So um, we, depending on the time of day, the room, we look at how much sunlight's coming into your room because there's this big balance of natural sunlight, artificial sunlight, how those two work together or don't to then ultimately kind of impact your energy levels, your sleep cycles. But in your case, especially, that's one of our, our favorite use cases of Oro is especially in the early morning, darker hours, late evening, you don't need lights at 100%. And I think too many people, even with dimmable lights in their homes, turn the lights on at 100% all the time because they don't maybe realize the impact that could be having on their sleep cycles or their lighting system. It's too complicated to dim or the buttons are too close together, whatever it may be. So we really focus on at 2 a.m. when you need to go use the restroom, you need the lights at 10% so you can guide yourself to do what you got to do. But more than that will legitimately, you know, impact your sleep cycles. There's lots of, of data on artificial lighting plus sunlight Definitely. and how those things mess with your body. And frankly, the whole company in part was founded on uh, one of our co-founders and CEO, Colin. He wasn't sleeping well at night. <laughs> and um, he, like us, stares at screens all day. And that alone can have an impact on on how you sleep, you know, your your eyes Circadian and how they're adjusting brightness. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So he found this technology that you can download for a computer screen called Flux, which throughout the day will adjust the brightness of the screen, the color temperature, just make it easier on your eyes. And that little change actually helped him sleep better at night. So then he started to think, you know, I have all this artificial lighting all around my house. I want my lighting system to have the same concept, you know, provide my body with the right amount of light at all hours of the day. Back in 2014, when this was, this idea was coming about, he researched everyone doing lighting from whomever, it may be the big guys, the small guys, but no one was really focusing on lighting in this way. They might've been focusing on connected lighting and app control and setting scenes and all these nice things, but no one was approaching it of, you know, how, how do you take artificial lighting in a customer's home and have that positively support their body's daily cycles? So, you know, your example is perfect, Eric. That, Eric, that's one of the kind of aha moments where, oh man, this is, this is great because now I'm not getting blasted by lights at 100% uh, when I go to the restroom at 2 a.m. But throughout the day, there's many, many moments like that where, you know, getting the right amount of light automatically can make a pretty, pretty big difference in your, your body's daily cycles, your circadian rhythm. And that's one of the reasons why I don't have scenes set up in many parts of my house is because we're in the woods and lots of big 250-year-old fir trees around us. But I can't get my scenes correct, depending. I have so much daylight that comes in during the day, evening and light. For me, scenes, I set them up and I realized I never used them because I would have to have like eight different scenes because of the light that was in there. I was either going to be wrong. I couldn't do the only scenes I have is like good morning and good night when I'm going to bed and when I'm waking up in the morning and then everything else is adjusted to the outside light because I couldn't get the scenes right with other people. So that's kind of the cool thing is when you now start putting in light sensors and motion sensors and sound sensors, you're starting to change how that light is done around the house. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the concept of scenes has been around for a long time between lighting, home automation, and even today, scenes still have good use cases. But to your point, scenes evolve, which then means you have to go into an app and adjust scenes, which that's not going to happen for too long. You're going to get tired of doing that. So once again, we focus on basically knowing if you're in the room or not, 
what time of day it is, how much sunlight is coming in, and then just automatically applying the right light for that time. So you can almost think of what Oro does is automatic scenes that you just don't have to think about that are right for time of day, um, but also evolve. So one of the cool things about our light switches, which today we still make a single product that is kind of a Swiss army knife, jack of all trades. That product is also a learning device. So every time you, Eric, in your home, you adjust with the dimming levels, you turn the lights on manually, that kind of stuff. Oro's remembering that. And if you do the same thing a few days in a row around the same time, Oro recognizes at 5 p.m. you like the lights at 50% instead of 40% like it might have thought. So we're kind of taking into this into account the fact that people evolve in their lives you know, almost daily. Families change, kids grow up, people move out, move in, this kind of stuff. So uh, a system that's based on sensors, which is a big part of what Oro is, has to continue to um, evolve as well. So Eric, these things look so cool. And I think aesthetics is a huge thing, right? So when you have something in your home, you want people to kind of, you know, look at it and go, ooh, ah, that's, what is that? Like, and so when I saw this light switch and tell me if you guys now, you're a little younger than Eric and I. So, but it reminds me of the HAL 9000. Do you remember HAL 9000 in the Odyssey series? Where he would talk. Wow, that was a long time ago. So I don't. Now you're making me feel. But old. it's <laughs> it's it was an it was in the um, Space Odyssey series, and it was Hal it was a computer, and you would talk to it. It was like this little black box, and it had like an eye. And that's just when I saw the image when we saw the lighting, I said, "Oh, this is so cool! It's like an AI in your wall." But it's it's an amazing concept. Yeah, totally. What I can't I- relate to to that, unfortunately, um, the specific example, but I, I can imagine <laughs> it. Um, yeah. But yeah, exactly. I mean, part of, you can do so much with technology today, but um, it can also be very obtrusive in a home. If you think about a lot of lighting systems today, even just to do basic motion sensing, you usually have to put a little motion sensor in the corner of your room, which is an eyesore for a lot of people. Um, so when we Amen. think about this technology and all the cool stuff if it could do from the get-go, we always thought, about how can that technology blend into the, the design of your home. If you look at our light switch, what's packed into it is, is pretty crazy. It's replacing what could be a big iPad on your wall, um, a bunch of sensors around the room, Alexa, all these other things that we kind of consolidate. And even just from our touchscreen perspective, which you, know, you can control the lighting and can control other smart home devices like Sonos and Ecobee and these types of products, we intentionally figured out a way to make this all fit into a decor size box because we recognize while some people might like a 10 inch iPad on their wall, we recognize mm-hmm. there's probably more people in the world that love the design of their homes, their walls, they're conscious of what they're putting onto these places. So seeing a 10 inch screen is, is not great for those people. We did what we could to get all this technology, a little screen sensors packed into a little box that to your point, Caroline, kind of allows all this magic to just blend into your home. What's funny is, is my wife, I feel bad for her because we have four different brands of smart switches in the house. <laughs> and she is not the biggest fan of home tech. She has done really good at putting up with my experimentation around the house. But it's so funny because now she's learning what's cool and what's not about it. And when I first put the, your switches in, she walked out of the room, hit off, turned around to go back in and it didn't turn back on automatically. And I said, well, it's because you turned it off. If you would have just left it alone, it's now saying, oh, you want the light off. We're going to respect that and leave the light off. And she goes, oh, so if I would, yeah, just walk away, (laughs) just walk away, let it do its thing. Let it do it for you. 
it's been awesome to do that because you know she's been learning it as well because it's a whole different concept but uh now she absolutely loves it because she gets up at at three o'clock in the morning to go work in in the world of television and she can walk into the closet and it's not fumbling for the switch it hears her coming that's turning on and minutes later the lights off and it works so well in a couple different locations that we've been testing it out. I'm, I'm very happy. Eric, how long did it take you to get used to not hitting the switch? Because it's so, I mean, we've been doing this our whole lives, right? So did it take you a while? Did you keep going to reach for it every time you went in and then you finally adjusted? No, only because I've, I've got so many different things I'm playing around. Everything reacts a little bit differently. But for me, it wasn't too bad. I've got in that bathroom, it was easy in the closet. Um, before the closet, the light, I had to move the light switch. And so, because... The closet used to be a bedroom, so we were remodeling in the house. And so for me, it was kind of a new application. So that switch was not there before. So it was easy for me to just, okay, this is something new. It's a sensor, you know, but um, it doesn't take long to figure that stuff out once you go, oh, wow. it's. I mean, by the time you're in the room that that point to the switch, the light's already on. You don't need to turn the light on. It's either heard you or it sees you. So it's on before you get there. So you're not really reaching to go turn it on. Yeah, and I think there's a few interesting things you just mentioned um, as it relates to kind of how we focus on the technology side. Going back to motion sensing and lighting, that's not a new concept. That's been around for a while. But as we've all experienced, I think, countless times in our lives, you walk into a room, especially like a conference room in an office, there's a motion sensor in the corner. You walked in, the lights turned on. That was great. But then you sat down 10 minutes later because of a timer, you didn't move past that sensor. The lights turned off on you. You got to wave your hands in the air, do a little <laughs> dance to get the lights back on. What we do is we, we basically take that and just make it more sophisticated. So we combine a motion sensor inside our switches plus sound sensors that together can work to figure out if you're there yeah. or not. When you walk into that that closet, motion is what triggers um, what we call presence to, to be on that you're in that room. But then even if you don't walk past that switch, if you're making some noise, we're having a conversation, making dinner, whatever it may be, Aura will recognize you're still in the room and leave those lights on. That's just one really good example that I think most people can relate to where we we generally eliminate that bad experience where the lights turn off on you when you don't want them to. And basically we, we give you the lights on when you want them to, and we give them to you at the right level. And then when you do ultimately leave that room and we can't hear you, see you, then the lights are going to turn off pretty quickly, which then there's a big energy savings piece Beautiful. to that, which we can discuss in a minute. Yeah, I've got, I, I do the dance at the outdoor bar in my backyard because I have a motion sensing switch out there. That's a, <laughs> right? a smart one. And I thought, okay, this is where I'll test it. And about every 30 minutes I'm out there doing Waving the dance. hands. We do it too. Waving hands. And then I'm like, Come okay, on. this has got to go. So that's going to get replaced. That, that was, that one's kind of a fail for me because it's, you could be sitting there talking and it's still not no, no, noticing the motion. There's not enough. You literally have to be almost walking for it to do it. If I'm sitting there talking and moving, it's still not recognizing you. So for me, I'm like, okay, that one's kind of a fail on the motion side. And it's, uh, of course, another brand, but it uh, that one's not working well for me. And it's, it's going to go away and go into the spare parts bin. I've got so many parents ahead, that have kids and young kids. So this is fantastic because they don't have to constantly tell them to shut the lights off, turn the lights on, or... When they get to that age now where they're like 11 or 12 and they're home alone, you can kind of make sure that stuff's not being left on all the time when you're not there. So in the learning curve. So this is amazing for them. So moms, dads, check out this product. <laughs> this is for you. 
No, for sure. And I think beyond just the annoyance of having to walk around the house and turn the lights off after your kids, there's a big energy savings or, or loss uh, uh, impact in that regard. So like I said before, people, and we're talking about people are leaving lights on when they don't need to be on and they're leaving the lights at a level that's too high for that time of day, um, et cetera. So we see with our own customers, on average, we save customers about 80% on their lamp hours um, just because we're automatically turning lights off after a couple minutes. We're setting them to a, a lower level appropriate for that time of day. And all of that plays into this really big problem we have, which is wasting energy. And if you look at homes and buildings, it's really lighting and, and HVAC systems that I think attribute more than 50% of the energy wasted. We play a small role in that, but if Oro starts to you know, spread, 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 you know, we think we can continue to make an impact there. Yeah, there's a, a nice energy savings piece that comes along with Oro as well. Well, you guys just came out uh, when we were down in Orlando at the show. You just released the Oro S, if I remember correctly. We did, you? yeah. So up until now and even present day, we, we've had everything revolve around one single product, which is called the Oro One, which once again, it's kind of this trifecta of all this intelligent lighting stuff we've just talked about, um, as well as a system that can control and connect to other smart home devices. So like smart speakers, thermostats, door locks, all this stuff you find in homes today, um, that in addition can act as a bit of a communications platform for the home. So we have our own native intercom built in, um, built in Alexa. And while all of that stuff is awesome, you know, to have that at every single light switch location around the house probably doesn't make sense. It's probably overkill, frankly, for, for a lot of people. Even, even myself, I'm building a house right now in Austin. I've got a bunch of three or four gang uh, light switch locations around the house. And for me to have three, four Oro ones next to each other that can all do the same thing, that all have a touchscreen, I just don't need all that. So with that in mind, we've been developing a new product in the background, which as Eric mentioned, is called the Oro S. And Easiest way to think about it is that it's a lighting only version of Oro. So all of the magic we've just talked about, about built-in sensors, motion, sound, proximity, ambient light with software, what types of experiences that can create on the lighting side, that still exists with this new product, the Oro, Oro S, but basically it stops there. But stopping there is okay, because once again, having that touch screen to control my Sonos and everything else, I only need that in a few spots around the house. Um, so basically what we're going to have now is this beautiful kind of marriage of Aura Ones in core parts of your house where you want everything. You want control of everything, intercom, et cetera. But then those multi-gang boxes I mentioned, hallways, secondary bathrooms, it'd be awesome to have this Oro lighting experience, but I don't really need more than that. So. Um, that product, when it's shipping here in the next few months, um, will retail for $149, which is half the price of the current Oro One at $299. So in a more logical and kind of cost-effective way, you'll be able to build up your Oro systems in your homes. Uh, yeah, just in a, in a more uh, logical way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's interesting, and I'm sure you're running into this with, with home design now. It changes how you think of lighting in the home because... As a as you're building your house, you could have a, a great room or a room that has two or three different entrances in, and all of a sudden, technically, you design that room to have, you know, three-way switches or four-way switches around it, so you've got a light switch at every room. But now if you've got a motion and sound sensor that can reach those doorways, now you need one or maybe two switches tops to be able to do that. So it's fascinating how technology is changing how you design lighting and switching and controls around the house. Yeah, that's... So, oh, sorry, go ahead, Caroline. 
No, no. So I have a question for our audience, because if I have this question, I'm sure they do too. So I'm a dimmer queen. I like to have every room always had a dimmer or some kind of dimmer slide so I can mm-hmm. adjust because I like yep. ambiance. So how do you do this with the light? So obviously you can program it, but say you want it to dim. I mean, would it have to stay consistently on that dim that you set it? Or obviously it can dim according to, I get the circadian rhythm part, but how do you set them for different rooms and mood lighting and things like that? Is, is, there, is there a trick to that? There's a couple things. Even with all these sensors automatically turning on lights without you doing or touching anything, on the actual switch, both the current Aura 1 and soon the Aura S as well, there is a dimming screen essentially. Ah, so nice. um, you can, there's dimming dots as Eric has experienced, which represent different levels. Um, there's actually a full on toggle on, toggle off built in. So kind of blending old school light switches with new school. Um, and then you can also put your finger on any dimming dot and kind of just gradually go up and down and get a very smooth and precise dimming level. Um, okay, great. Those levels so- will stick around for a little while. Um, but if, for example, a bunch of more sunlight starts to come into the room while you're still there, naturally you'll actually see the lights go down a little bit. But I'll give you a good example. Um, in my house here, I live with my in-laws currently, my mother-in-law. She loves to read at night for hours, it seems like, you know, almost every night. And we are pretty cool with what we can do with motion and sound. But if we can't see or hear you, we can't figure out if you're in the room or not. So um, what she has is she, she has a scene set up with Oro. So we have lighting scenes that you can program per room or for your whole home that will hold light levels at a certain level for up to eight hours. So what she does is she walks over at 8 p.m. when she's ready to start reading. She goes to the Oro switch. She selects her reading scene. That sets two sets of lights to say 30, 40%, whatever those levels are that you set them for. And those lights will not change from that level until you interact with the switch again. Huh. How cool is that? Yeah, it's super That's cool. Very it's cool. Super cool. So, yeah, you're not, you're never having to do the dance. Mm. You're never having to sit there and do the, oh no, <laughs> there goes the light because you set it up correctly. No, exactly. We, we focus um, a lot on flexibility from a number of regards, and that goes true to just basic lighting functions, you know. Personally, you know, I almost never touch the Oro switches because automatically they're setting to levels I like. But, you know, maybe I'm cooking earlier than I normally do one night. I want to turn up the the island lights to 100% for that time. And I walk over to a switch. So we kind of give you those options of let Oro do its kind of automatic magical thing. In addition, walk over to a switch and adjust it. Use our app to adjust it. Use your voice or set a scene if you know for a certain period of time, like a party, you want to have three sets of lights at certain levels and not change. One thing I do like that you guys play well together with other switches. You can put that in next to the, you know, Casita by Lutron or a lot of the other companies out there that you guys actually work well within within that. So it's nice that you guys play well with others. Yeah, that's a big part of our just philosophy as well as being open. Um, so being open from both other lighting brands we work with, as well as just all the smart home devices and brands that we're trying to integrate with. And but even with our new product, the OROS, we hope that customers, professionals, builders put a bunch of OROs and OROSs all over the house. But we recognize even maybe at 149 a switch with the OROS, that's still cost prohibitive to certain parts of the mm-hmm. room, right? Or certain parts of the home. Um, so we've kind of created this concept we like to call hybrid lighting. So exactly what we were talking about. Maybe it's something like Lutron Caseta. Maybe it's Philips Hue bulbs. Maybe it's these very inexpensive smart outlet plugs that bring a table lamp kind of onto your Wi-Fi. 
Um, what we're able to do with those connections is basically extend our sensors and kind of software to these other lighting systems just with a simple software connection. I'll give you, I'll use Eric's example a little bit. Let's say in that master bathroom, I think you said that's where one of the switches mm -hmm. was. Maybe there's two light switch locations there and one is Oro, one is Lutron Caseta or, or some other switch we connect with. When Eric walks into that room, that master bathroom, not only will the Oro lights automatically turn on, the lights hooked up to Lutron Caseta can also automatically turn on, set to a certain mm -hmm. level. When Eric leaves that master bathroom and Oro recognizes he's no longer there, it'll turn off both sets of lights. So nice. um, it's, pr it's pretty different and, and, and just very cool what we can do. You can kind of create a hodgepodge of Oro plus other lighting bits and bobs. And basically the Oro experience will just go through the entire system really with nothing special that the, the builder, the professional, the customer has to do. It's just making some connections in the app and then saying what you want to happen and then the rest kind of just automatically does its thing. Can you control it through the Alexa as well? Yeah, that's one of um, the most popular parts of Oro is Alexa has gotten so popular over the years. And I think a lot of people now have three, four, five, ten of these little Alexa boxes <laughs> scattered around their house. Um, and those are great. But once again, that's another box, another piece, something else you have to plug in. So we can actually now build Alexa into your wall with the Oro One. So um, we have you know, sound sensors, or, which are microphones and a speaker built in. So instead of having an Alexa box in that master bathroom where Eric has Oro, he can literally just talk to his wall and say, Alexa, turn on the lights, turn down the music, anything you could do with Alexa, you can do through Oro now in kind of this Holy virtual, cow, that's less so box, awesome. you know, world. So <laughs> yeah. that is awesome. That is cool. But I will tell you, there is one flaw with Alexa out there. And I have inside the kitchen, we've got, of course, she's got one of the Alexa devices in there that's plugged into the wall. And then we've got another brand of light switch that's around in the entry and stuff that's got other stuff in it. She will say, hey, I want to start a timer in the kitchen. But the problem is, is that all those other switches, I think the biggest problem with Alexa is Alexa treats every switch as its own thing. So now she just set a timer on four devices and then she has to go figure out how to turn all those off again. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about this. This exact example came up recently with one of our uh, professional installers, same exact thing. He set it up. He, he uses Alexa timers a lot. And all of a sudden he started to have timers dinging throughout his house where it or switches. So um, unfortunately, that's something that's out of our control. Because like you said, Alexa just says, yep. any Alexa device, I'm going to make this timer go yeah. off. Um, hopefully over time we can make those things a little bit better working closely with companies like Alexa. But um, yeah, I mean, that goes back to a bigger problem, I think, that Oreo is partly trying to solve is interoperability. If you think about a home builder and the, the owner that's moving into that house, the, the, the more evolved home builders are putting in these smart home packages that have smart lighting, Alexa, maybe a Sono speaker, a smart door lock, a ring doorbell. And the homeowner moves in and they have five apps on their phone. They need to use every day to control basic parts of their house, which is not a great experience for anyone. I think we're all in general kind of have app overload in, in life. So to then just control stuff in your house across three, four, five apps is not great. That's part of what we try to do with the other half of Aura, which is kind of the smart home integration side is we take that ring doorbell, we take that Nest thermostat, that Sonos speaker, that smart door lock, and now from your light switch or our app or our voice, you have simple ways to control all those devices. So 
we kind of unify all these disjointed devices and apps into a simple system um, that allows you to control it all, which then for the customer, you know, gives them one app or one light switch to control all these different devices. So we've got the naysayers out there that are probably listening right now going, I don't want the interweb knowing that I'm walking into this room or that room or listening in. I don't want to have all these sensors in my house that get stored someplace. Let's talk about that for a second, because that's always the the fear of some, shall we say? Absolutely. We take privacy very seriously um, from the get-go. I think, unfortunately, we've all been, we've all seen some of these hacks and, and um, bad things that have come from, from technology and homes over the years. From our perspective, if we just look at lighting and all we do with sensors and, and all that, all that stays local to, to the light switch itself. So uh, give you a good example that tied us together. If, you're, if your internet goes down, Oro doesn't necessarily stop working. Your lighting will always work. You can always physically adjust the lighting, but even better, the ability for lights to automatically turn on when you when you come into that room, that will still happen even if the Wi-Fi goes down because all of the sensors and all of that data is local to that switch, which from a privacy perspective means we're not taking all this data, collecting it, sending to a cloud somewhere and mm. leaving it susceptible for a hack. We try to do everything locally as much as we can. We do our part with our sensors and our data. So that stuff doesn't leave your home, doesn't even really leave the light switch. Um, but then we try to take that a step further. Integrations we have like with Nest and Ecobee and, and Alexa, most of these brands force you to create a cloud connection. Um, but there are some brands that mm -hmm. think like we do where we think local is the way to go. So for example, Sonos, um, one of our most used integrations on Aura, we actually use their local APIs to to integrate. And um, with that, there's nothing going to a cloud or data being shared or anything like that. So um, we recognize nice. that. And the other piece with Oro is there's some products that kind of look like an Oro that have a camera built in. Um, we intentionally did not build a camera in because we we're, I think, catering more to this privacy conscious person. But at the same time, camera might be used on the security side to see if someone's there or not. We've already tested with our switches that in the future, the sound sensors could detect glass breaking coming into a room. You could have kind of this hidden security system without cameras. So you could um, be yeah, as effective without a camera. Yeah. And I know I love you guys, but I don't want you in my bathroom with a camera. So it's all good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great example. I love you, but no, no, no. <laughs> TMI. Great point. And that's, that's one place that I wouldn't put one of those camera systems in just for that pure privacy, because... <laughs> If there's a camera, there's always a way to for that to be used incorrectly. And even though like it seems 90% of the hack problems are typically the user hack of them creating a password that is password one or something like that, or password two to get access into their account. Yeah, that's right. And just to th throw a plug to one of our, our friends and partners that we work with, uh, speaking about Alexa a lot here, um, you know, there are, are alternatives to Alexa as well. And um, there's a company out there called Josh AI. That's been around for a few years that creates this kind of voice and home control system. And they are very, very privacy focused. They recognize a lot of what we just discussed. But um, what's cool about them is you can use your voice to just naturally make stuff happen. I think part of the issue we've all dealt with with uh, Alexa and Google Assistant is you have to be very specific about what you're saying and how you're saying it for something to actually work how you expect it. If you want to make a certain set of Oro lights go on with your voice, the the way that you name that in the Oro app has to be the same with Alexa. And you end up with this like robotic language in your house where you're you're just not speaking very naturally. And, and Josh AI 
Um, <laughs> you know, you basically say in any given room, you know, hey, Josh, turn on the lights, turn on the TV, bring down the shades. And due to sensors and everything like that, it knows which set of lights, shades, TV you're talking about. Uh, we at Oro are starting to work with them a little bit, but they're just a great example of a very privacy-focused technology company. So um, worth checking out for uh, your listeners. That is cool. That is definitely something worth checking out. So where do you see PG things going in the future? I mean, not to talk about future releases for you guys, but home technology is really in this new, this new, you know, change right now of how, you know, a couple of years ago, it used to look that, oh, it was every new product was coming out that was quote unquote smart. The, the rice cooker could give you the weather and, and all this other stuff that quite frankly, many of us went, well, that's pointless. Where do you see things kind of moving forward now that, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of, there's been a big shift over the last few years of things playing nice together, for instance. Yeah, exactly. I think there's two areas that we're already seeing things trending in the right direction and that we would like to see trend more that way. So first is what you just said, things working better together. So interoperability, once again, a lot of the stuff in people's homes just doesn't work well together and it creates a bad customer experience. There's a good trend with, um, a platform called Matter that's coming out later this year, which all the big tech giants out there, you know, Apple, Google, Amazon have come together to say, hey, let's build a, a platform that all of our stuff just works really well together with. That's great for the builder, the professional, and ultimately the end consumer. So I think, you know, we're heading more in that direction. That also has to come to fruition, right? It's one thing to say that, but then for all these big brands, products, et cetera, everything to work together, that's going to take some time. But um, I think we need to keep trending in this direction of just stuff in the home working better together, um, just more or less automatically. Um, the other area I think that we are very focused on is, you know, we do some pretty cool stuff with lighting today based on our sensors and software. We'd like to see that get extended to other parts of the home. So going back to this proactive versus reactive smart home, you know, why couldn't sensors in a light switch like ours also say, hey, Someone's not in the room. I'm going to turn the temperature of the thermostat up, down, turn the HVAC system off, um, basically extend, you know, what we do with lighting, but to more parts of your house where, you know, basic things like lights, door locks, thermostats, climate control, you know, that's just automatically is evolving throughout a day, whether you're at home or not, and depending on number of factors. So that's the part where I think, you know, we're still one of the few companies that's really thinking that much about this proactive smart home, but you know, we're encouraging our partners and others and consumers to want these types of technologies that they don't have to think about doing anything with. Just stuff happens for you and, and ultimately provides better experiences, you know, energy savings, just benefits from kind of multiple aspects. The health piece is very key here. And I think we often take lighting for granted. And, and this is it makes me happy to actually hear you talking because from a healthy home perspective, We've had to start incorporating more lighting, right? So we used to say about a quarter of the room, 25% of the room would be natural daylight. And then we saw this reduction that can happen in viruses, bacteria, the more we increase natural daylight. So not only are we talking about your circadian rhythm being adjusted by too much light, too little light, daylight, evening light, sleep time, all of that, but then in conjunction, wellness can be improved by reducing the amount of bacteria and viruses in the air just by getting a lot of natural light in. So if you can work to do that, lighting is such a huge piece of overall wellness. And we take it for granted. I mean, back in the 
90s and 2000, we really started doing this energy efficiency stuff where we just weren't getting enough daylight into spaces. The the windows got much smaller and we didn't have a lot of just natural light. So I think uh, that is a huge piece to creating a healthy home that just has to be addressed. It is. And I think one of the very few good things that's come out of COVID is people are looking at their homes because they're spending so much time there and, you know, how do I live healthier at home? So I think more obvious to people is, oh, maybe I should increase the quality of my water with new filtration systems. Is the air I'm breathing in my home really that good? You know, I can put a new air quality system in. But to your point, I think lighting is overlooked. And I think it's just a... Mm -hmm. Simply put, an educational piece, people don't recognize that lighting in your home has can have more negative effects than good in terms of bad sleep and energy levels. And to your point, the best thing you can have in your house is a bunch of sunlight coming in because natural sunlight is what gives your body energy. It can make the air better. Like there's nothing, I mean, not nothing, you can get a sunburn, maybe not in your house, but you know, the sun does a lot of good stuff for us, especially in your home. So yes. absolutely. I think this whole healthy home, um, you know, we view the three big components as kind of water quality, air quality, and light quality. And it's that light quality one of all the three that still is getting, I think the least love, not, least not intentionally, play, right? but just because people just don't know. And we just got to keep, you know, spreading the, the gospel, so to speak. As a designer, one of the things I do like about your product is it plays well with a lot of different types of lighting fixtures. There are some of the more common switches out there in the, and I'll use the air quotes of smart home, that you have to be super specific about the exact light bulb you use. And if you want that switch to work correctly, you have to go over to their website and look up what light bulb you're going to put into that fixture. And you guys have a, a, a much more flexible system for running different types of light fixtures. Yeah, that's right. And part of the reason is our product, the Aura One, has been on the market for three and a half years now. And the whole company has been based on one physical piece of hardware, which is you know very rare these days, especially for a, a lighting company. You know, A lot of light comes up 100 different SKUs that can do certain light bulb types and whatever it may be. So when we set out to create Aura, we wanted to create one device that could be as flexible as possible. And from a lighting perspective, you're absolutely right. What types of light bulbs and fixtures people are using is evolving quicker than ever. Things are going LED, they're getting more efficient, this, that, and the other. With Oro, one of the cool things you do when you set it up is you you tell Oro what light bulb type you're using. And then based on that, there's some mm -hmm. kind of science behind there that says, okay, I'm going to do me the switch. I'm going to do this to that set of lights. I'm going to dim them differently. Um, even a non-dimble light, Oro today works with non-dimble light bulbs where Oro just turn, turned into a very intelligent light switch. So it will automatically go on off, but you just can't dim based on that light bulb type. So uh, we see that as ever important as well. And I think things get confusing to your point, Eric, where 10 switches from the same company do the same thing, but you have to choose which one for your light bulb type. And I think then sometimes consumers or pros or builders are choosing the wrong type and then the lights are shaky, they're they're blinking. There's all these kind of common issues we've seen with with dimming. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had that problem at my house here and I've talked about it on the radio a couple of times, but I put the uh, Brand X switch in, got it all hooked up to my system, put in the correct light bulbs off their website. And these are on my front lights to my house. And it when I got up in the morning at five o'clock, walked down to the garage, it looked like out in front of my house, I had a rave going on because they were... <laughs> flickering hundreds of times and in, in 10 seconds and i'm like my neighbors are going to hate me for what happened last night because it was 
it was just flash, 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 flash. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. And uh, I pulled that switch out right there and didn't use it again out there because it was just that kind of issue. I didn't want to do that again to my neighbors. Well, let's take it a step further, throwing the word smart back into the equation. Smart bulbs have gotten very popular over the years. Philips Hue is the best example. There's some other brands now like Casa Smart by TP-Link. And you know, in theory, these things are really cool for there's lots of uses, but kids can make the room, the, the lights in the room red now or, or whatever it may be. But there's also an extension of that with the maybe the higher end versions that start to play into color temperature and, and the circadian rhythms and human centric lighting. But that's another kind of variable now to throw into the light bulb equation. And um, I don't think many switches are handling those the right ways, but just even like a smart bulb, it needs constant power for you to be able to go over to your app and turn it on or off. So you know, that, at a basic level, that's what we do. If you have a Hue light bulb that's on an Oro, the lighting load, we provide constant power to it. So whether it's the Oro light switch, the Hue app, your voice, the lights will always go on and off. But I think what's pretty cool now in my room here, actually, I've got an Oro switch hooked up to some sconces that are on the wall. But then I also have a table lamp, you know, simple, dumb table lamp that has a Hue bulb in it. And when I walk into this room up here and Oro senses my motion, it turns on the sconces. It automatically turns on the hue bulb in my table lamp to whatever level is right for that time of day. So um, you know, with the addition of smart bulbs now and, and what we do and hopefully others will do as well, you can really start to extend this lighting experience to these new lighting formats like like smart bulbs, smart plugs, that sort of stuff. So, Oh, that's brilliant. In a euphoric situation in your perfect dream house, I want to know from you, how would this work for you? So like if you're invent like no limit, okay? And you can have the perfect house. How would you want your lighting to be? I think, like I said earlier, we're building a house in Austin right now, my, my wife and I. So I have the opportunity to kind of design it from the ground up from a lighting perspective. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'll be using Oro most, most everywhere, but also maybe some other connected pieces here and there. And I think the way that it works now where, you know, lights are automatically going to go on and off into certain levels will solve 80% of the things I would want. Um, I think for me, what would take it a step further is what I mentioned earlier. If my thermostat system, my HVAC system was also intelligently going on, off, changing temperatures as Aura was having sensors that are seeing if I'm there or not. Um, and while I, I understand the kind of negative of, you know, sensors in your home and the privacy aspects, I think more sensors in the home can only unlock more great experiences. I'll give you another example. I used to work at Sonos before I worked with Oro, and we always talked about this concept of wouldn't it be cool if sound could follow you around the house? As you move around the house, different mm-hmm. speakers go on and off. And we you could do that based on your smartphone and that kind of geofencing technology, but then your phone has to be attached to you, which hopefully it's not always at home. Um, so that goes back to sensors. You know, I think once again, if, if you had Oro switches in all these rooms and these connections existed, you know, Oro could say, Hey, I just entered the room. I should turn on the Sono speaker in this room. So I think to simply answer your question, you know, and we have a little more work to do on the Oro side and, and others to work with us, but it's just how much can sensors do in the home automatically for me that add value to my day-to-day life. And I think a whole other piece we haven't touched on is home security. That's become such a big, big focus these days in part with COVID. Again, people are at home more. They're worried about security. So they've got cameras, alarm systems, this, that, and the other. But there's still a lot of manual intervention with security systems today. You know, once again, what if sensors built into Oro switches could detect glass breaking 
what if uh, a camera outside sees someone in the middle of the night that shouldn't be there and then all your lights start flashing on and off or a siren goes mm-hmm. off? You know, there's lots of, I think, cool use applications that I think, once again, kind of sensors are at the heart of that. And sensors don't have to be this bad, scary thing. I think if done right with a privacy focus, um, they can just make our lives better at home, frankly. Well, PG, we are running out of time, my friend. These time that always goes quick on these segments. What did we miss today? What do we miss talking about? I think we know this is a great discussion. We've hit on a lot now and for the future. The OROS coming in the next few months is going to be a big addition to that Oro system. Um, but also super excited to announce very soon um, Oro will be working with Alarm.com. So going back to security, Alarm.com is one of the most popular security systems and platforms that exists out there, especially among home builders. Um, and Aura will soon be fully integrated into Alarm.com. So for all those Alarm.com customers now and in the future, Aura Lighting will live within that Alarm.com app. You'll be able to control the lighting, create scenes. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Um, and then just, yeah, be on the lookout for Aura to keep adding more integrations. You know, once again, we take this open approach where if there's a big brand that Aura doesn't work with, that it would make sense for us to work with. We're going to look at that and figure out how to make that happen. So uh, yeah, the OROS and Alarm.com are probably the most big and exciting things coming coming soon, but uh, lots of little updates coming here and there to continue to make the Oro experience better for the, the homeowner, the professional, and the builder. Cool, cool. And if everybody wants to go take a look at your website and check this stuff out, where would they go? They would go to www.getoro.com. G-E-T-O-R-R-O.com. That is where you can learn a lot more about Oro. Um, you can purchase Oro directly from us, but we do recommend going through a professional. Um, Oro is a light switch. It's high voltage. You know, it's not like a, a Sono speaker, which is more plug and play. <laughs> you can do some damage to yourself and your lighting system and, and your house with uh, messing around with high voltage wiring. So um, we have lots of uh, builders, professional installers, electricians we work with nationwide. That would be Happy to help you bring Oro and some of these other devices uh, into your home. PG, thanks for coming thanks, on the show PG. today, brother. We really appreciate it. No, my it. pleasure. I enjoyed the conversation and uh, hope we get to chat again soon. We will. Well, I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.